Yeah, that was actually a moment where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of glad this is PG-13. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. I don't want to see the outcome of that. Oh, my God. Well, they get it to us twice. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sendcast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Watkins from CinemaSins. Hello, hello. And we've already tried to do this once. <laughs> we've already tried to do this intro once, but uh, but today we're doing a mini pod. Lily pod. That's right, Lily pod of Gretel and Hansel. And um, yeah, this is the Super Bowl weekend. You have a bunch of movies that are geared i i'm assuming towards women because they assume that women don't care about the super bowl <laughs> i guess so yeah you have gretel and hansel and you have uh, the rhythm section yeah uh, coming out this weekend and we just kind of had to sort of make a choice we could have we could have gone rhythm section that would have been totally fine but this movie looked more interesting than the rhythm section absolutely um, and I'm a fan. Um, I've watched a lot of, uh, well, not a lot. I mean, this is his third movie, but Osgood Perkins directed this Gretel and Hansel, and um, he is the son of Anthony Perkins. And um, he um, has directed two other movies, The Black Coat's Daughter and I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. And I enjoyed both of those quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Black Coat's Daughter would be like an A. Like Black Coat's Daughter, I just loved. Mm -hmm. Uh Pretty Thing is not that good, but it's very interesting. Pretty Thing, actually, it kind of, the turning last week reminded me of that when we talked about the turning mm -hmm. because it's a similar thing, a woman in a house. You don't really quite know what's going on, and uh, but done so much better. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, I, get, I don't know where to start on this, <laughs> this movie. Um, we... They, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll right off the bat. This movie is very visually arresting. Oh like, yeah, like it shot tremendously well. And during a particular scene, and I don't think it's too spoilery to say, there's a scene where they eat mushrooms. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think it is at all. Um, I was sitting there thinking we have a lot of stoner comedies, but do we have stoner horror movies? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm. Ooh, that's a good question. There actually, there actually was. I've never seen this movie, uh, but there actually was a movie, maybe like ten years ago or something. I can actually look it up. I think it was called Shrooms. Okay. Um, but I, I've never, I've never seen it. Um, uh, but I, yeah, 2007. I'm right. It was, it was, it was a couple, about 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. a group of friends are stalked and murdered whilst looking for uh, some sort of mushrooms in the Irish woods. But other than that, I've never, this isn't something I've heard of. Although now that we say that a bunch of people are going to be like, what about this and this? Yeah. But, there's, uh, there'll be plenty of, there'll be plenty of answers <laughs> to that question. I just don't think we ever classify. We classify comedies as stoner comedies, yeah. but I don't think we classify any particular horror movies as stoner. Horror no. Movies. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely horror movies that the, uh, uh, a, a drug-induced state might make the enjoyment a little different, or might make the you know experience different. But within the film itself, no. I feel like this movie, uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> would be enhanced with with uh, or something, I, or it could make it terrifying to the point that you would know what to do. It I don't could. know. I it don't could. know. That would. That's interesting. Uh, does we're, we're going to take a break and watch it again real yeah, quick, and we'll come back and tell it you. It does a it does a really good job of of getting you into this. God, everything is just awful in this world that they live in. Like, 
everybody's poor, everybody's hungry. They're, the 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 uh, land is not uh, producing veg vegetables, or you know, there's no animals around. There's all it's, it's one of those where there's not much. Uh, the, everything is just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I was and I was reading about it. Now I'm trying to remember where I read that, but um, it was um, it takes place in the time that people believe the story itself took place. Mm -hmm. the The original because this is based on the Hansel and Gretel mm -hmm. uh, fairy tale. It's 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 the role. It's not a role reversal, but they do put Gretel before Hansel because this movie really is about Gretel. It's mm -hmm. not. It's not about Hansel. They even do the thing where they even do a thing where they make the they make Gretel older than Hansel. Whereas, mm -hmm. and I think in the original story, they're probably about the same age. Yeah. But, but there's quite a bit of an age difference in this. But yeah, it just it just no just right off the bat, you know, everything's horrible. Yes. They, they uh, it looks like at the very beginning, Sophia Lillis's mom is trying to, I guess, sell her. Or something, she, or she definitely wants her to work. Yeah, or at least introduces her to one of these fat cat kind of people. Yeah, and it's immediately apparent that that guy doesn't really want her for any kind of work other than sex work, probably. Yeah, and you hear you hear some stuff like kind of off in the distance that sounds like maybe sex noises or something. Yeah, so I didn't the, hear that actually, oh, but maybe but, I made that up. But no, uh, <laughs> it, it probably was there, but I just I wasn't hearing that. Yeah, I got the impression there was definitely something. I don't that place was not. Uh, yeah, that place was kind of creepy and grimy. And yeah, just, uh, yeah. Because what does he ask her? He asks. He her, says, "Do you still have your maiden's hood?" Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she goes, "Excuse me, are you still intact?" And right? then he goes, "Are you still intact?" Yeah. And then. And then she narrates, and she's like, uh, "If I had punched him in the face, would I have? Would I be proud of myself and all that?" She obviously turns down the job, comes yeah. back to uh, her mom's, mm -hmm. and her and her mom. Who is her mom played by? Because I don't think it shows it. I don't know if it shows it on the IMDb, um, but it's somebody that familiar. Oh, interesting. I uh, thought, anyway. Yeah, um, so at least Creed is the witch, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't show. I mean, yeah. It I, doesn't show, and it's somebody familiar. It's somebody that reminded me of, like, it wouldn't be Meg Tilly, but it's, like, somebody around that. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the mom seemed familiar. I just couldn't see her because she was kind of in darkness, and that's the way this movie is. Um, yeah. but she says, you know, you should have taken that job and now I'm going to have to let you and your brother go because I can't afford you. Um, and, uh, so that's what she does. She just sends them off into yeah, the woods. Yeah, she literally just, she literally, uh, makes them leave. And, um, so they're just walking around aimlessly and find this one house and try to go to sleep there for the night. But then... Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's <laughs> as soon as they get to this house, uh, the a, a series of events leads to them uh, going out on another. Th th we're trying to avoid spoilers here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to go out on another sort of journey. Yeah, where the the eventual story takes place. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, I and I. I mean, I, this does. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's been a long time since I've really looked at like the original Hansel and Gretel story. So maybe there's just, but I mean, this is essentially that story. Um, I I think it goes places you don't realize it's going to go, but that's the setup at mm -hmm. least. You know, they find uh, they find a person who's got goodies and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, uh, obviously has some ulterior motives. Yeah, 
um yeah so so yeah i mean you yeah you know the hansel and gretel story and you know that i mean they they just pile some different kinds of things on it to make it make it unique so uh let's get into the grading and then we can get into the spoilers of this and everything i'll go ahead sure um i i i wanted to like this movie just because of how well shot it is Mm -hmm. uh it's beautiful to look at um and uh it just i it never i never was sort i never was wrapped into this thing i feel like that's going to be what this kind of this movie is right you're either going to get you're either going to get caught up in it or you're not yeah and uh, i just wasn't i i was so i was like i really like the mood of this movie mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of the witch and like the witch had that sort of feeling to it where you know, you're out in the middle of the woods and, and there's some supernatural forces yeah. and, and everything, but I could never just, I never could connect to it. So I'm going to call this a C minus. Okay. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm the opposite. So mm-hmm. I, I got into this pretty much from the get go and it just, I, I don't know. I was into it the whole time. Okay. Um, it, it, but it is weird. I mean, I like, it's kind of one of those things where even though I really liked it, I totally get what you're saying. Like, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be that kind of movie. Now, I think your average audience, which I'm seeing this on Rotten Tomatoes, the difference between critics and the audience, it's mm-hmm. like 61 to 12%. Yeah. So, um, and I, and based on the, uh, what I heard in the audience I was with last night, which actually wasn't like small. There was probably that theater was probably like two thirds full. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I don't think people really enjoyed it overall. Like mm-hmm. it seemed like people were giggling or getting restless, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally get that. Um, you know, I mean, I, I kind of feel like, like when I watch something like this and I get into it, I think back to people talking about how much they liked, like say the lighthouse, mm-hmm. you know, or the witch. Mm hmm. And, uh, and I wasn't there, but I got there here and I don't know if it's just because, uh, I, I like the way I like, I like Perkins style. I definitely like Osgood Perkins style. I mean, I think that's proven by liking his last two movies. This might be my least favorite of his three. It might be better than the, 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 uh, pretty thing who lives in the house. But, um, I don't know. I just, I was pretty captivated by it the whole time. And uh, we can get more into that in spoilers. Uh, you did mention visually. This movie visually, this movie's just awesome to look at. Mm-hmm. And the cinematographer, I'm gonna butcher this name, Gallo Olivieres, but this was his apparently his first film. Interesting that he did cinematography on. Now he worked on some other stuff, like he was on Roma. Um, he was like a camera operator on Roma. Well, I'm sorry, this actually isn't. Well, you know, everything before this was a short. Now he's he's doing some cinematography on some upcoming things, mm-hmm. but uh, this was like his first like feature film. Well, this will certainly get him a lot of work. I would think so, yeah, even if this movie doesn't, which I don't think this movie's going to do that great. Probably I mean, not. It, I don't know how much it costs. I mean, it might make money, mm-hmm. but um, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I saw they're projecting it to make between like four and seven million this weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a, I'm, I'm somewhere between a B and a B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I think right now I'm just going to give it a B, but, uh, but I could definitely see this going up a little bit as I, I get into the future viewing. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's a classic. I'm not saying I loved it, but like I said, it, it was definitely captivating. Um, it's easily the best horror film I've seen in 2020. That's a good, uh, <laughs> that's, that's probably a good, uh, assessment. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a lot better than the, in fact, in fact, it was funny, the turning, bringing that up again, I, I felt like this did a better job of what the turning was maybe trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a real moody, 
uh, slow burn, uh, you know, creepy little like horror film set piece or whatever. And I just, I don't know the act. I thought the acting was better, but maybe it's just because the characters are better written. You've got like Sophia Lillis, you've got Elise Creed as, mm-hmm. as the witch is and it, everything. Is it Elise or Alice? Maybe it is Alice. I actually, just, I don't know that like I've regular heard it. Alice to me. It does. Yeah. It is spelled that way. So you're probably right. Let's go with Alice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the board queen from Star Trek first contact. Right. That's where you uh, know her from. Yeah. Or, or possibly sleepwalkers when she mm-hmm. was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, having sex with her son. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then turned into a cat. That's a weird fucking movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I thought the performances were really good and I thought that the, like I said, it looked great. It was, the mood was just perfect for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just I was captivated, so I'm okay. giving it a B. Okay. Uh, let's move on to spoilers. This Father's Day, celebrate the dads who bring joy, love, and laughter into our lives with a gift from Mickey Couture. Our luxurious, ultra-soft blankets are the perfect way to show your appreciation for all the big and little moments he creates. Whether he's cheering on his favorite team or sharing bedtime stories, a Mickey Couture blanket will wrap him up in comfort and love. Visit MinkyCouture.com or head to your nearest store and find the perfect blanket to make this Father's Day unforgettable. Mickey Couture, because dads deserve the very very best. No spoilers. Luke's father is actually Darth He's, Vader. What? She's the sister and the daughter. They just no, 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 no. I'm reading the books. Okay, so yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I, I think the mood of this movie was something that that puts you in a state where you're. It will at least keep your attention. Mm-hmm. It just that nothing that was happening on screen was 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 doing it for me um the uh so you know that there's a the part that we alluded to in the beginning is that they go to this one house they try to go to sleep there and then there's some i don't know well he's he's called the hunter yeah um, which i think that is a character in the original story yes but there's a something else in the house oh 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 i'm sorry yes you're right it's almost like uh I mean, they never say it is a creature. I guess it's probably just supposed to be like someone like them that was just maybe. I don't know, squatting. man. I really think this might be some sort of creature, vampire, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, there. It, it's got. It's the first. It's the movie's first real scare. Yes. And um and they and he chases them out the house and everything and then yeah the hunter. Uh, ex machina is the situation. And, yeah, it's and, uh, and Charles Babalola mm-hmm. plays the hunter, and he tells them that uh, I believe he tells them that I've that you need to go out here, follow my directions, yeah. and go to this one place. But they get lost. Yeah, because he makes it very specific. Like it's like American Werewolf in London. You know, do not stray from the path. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, stay yeah. on the path, and uh, you know he gives them a map and everything. And he's like, and and, and, and I mean, there's definitely something there because. Like he he's genuine. Like he's genuinely trying to help them. Yeah. Because there's this whole thing in this movie, especially with the Sophia Lillis character. You know, there's this whole thing with her a lot in the movie where she's talking about just she keeps telling her brother, um, Hansel, who's played by Samuel Leakey, she keeps telling him that um, you know, he can't trust people. Like everyone's got an ulterior motive and mm-hmm. you know, once they get to the witch's house, they kinda of go into more detail about that. Mm-hmm. But um so that's kind of I don't know, that was kind of an interesting thing to me that like this guy actually ended up being I think genuinely trying to help him. I guess one could read into it that maybe he was leading them that way. Yeah. But he was very specific about not getting off the path. And I feel like that mushroom scene. Mm-hmm 
is where that's when they get off the that's when they start doing something yeah they're they they're very hungry they yeah. they have they don't have anything they haven't had anything to eat for a while and then then they go out and into the woods and don't have anything to eat so yeah the mushrooms probably look like steaks to them at yeah this point. probably so <laughs> and yeah there's a big tripping tripping scene essentially <laughs> which and, is which is which is quite humorous but it's also like it's uh it's kind of got that like art house feel it's like an art house tripping scene mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly, and uh, and 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 it was at this point that I was like, I might actually like this movie at some yeah. point, but yeah, then they 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 find this this house, and yes, uh, the first the you know Hansel uh, sort of uh, like sneaks into the house through a small opening, yeah, a window that's got a slightly ajar. And uh, he goes around and he sees there's just like all this food yeah. on the table, and then yeah, Alice Creege comes in and and looks like she's about to do something really fucked up. Yeah, and uh, Gretel tries to smash into the house and can't, and then but then you know she Alice Creege comes yeah. out and she's like, oh you know, come on in, I've got stuff. Did you know it was Alice Creege? No, I, I didn't either. Um, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, God, I, I really like this actress. I'm really curious who this is, but of course I'm in the movie. I'm not gonna look it up then. And then I looked it up afterwards. And I was like, "Oh, it was a board queen." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had no idea. Yeah, I hadn't seen her in a while, probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's great. I think. Yeah, I think she is. No, yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with the acting in this movie. No, and yeah, and Sophia Lillis. I mean, she just keeps making me think more and more. I'm really looking forward to what her career ends up being. Yeah, because, because I guess she's. I mean, she's still technically a kid. I mean, she turns 18, I think, this year, but. Um, but she's still young and she hasn't done a ton. I mean, mm. she did the it movies and then Nancy drew, which actually, especially if you've got like a young child, a young girl or whatever. Um, I highly recommend that. Actually. I took my daughter to see that when it came out in the theater and really enjoyed it. Yeah. And she also has a couple of flashback scenes and sharp objects that came. That's in true. HBO came on. Which, so. so she was, uh, young she was Amy, Amy Adams. Young Amy okay. Adams. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, this, uh, this woman has all these, all this food. And of course, um, you know, Gretel is sort of, I, I guess she's advanced beyond her years because she's already lived a hard life. Probably yes. she's already suspicious of all this. Cause yeah. why in the world would someone who's just living out by themselves and has there's no farm animals yeah. there's no there's nothing growing outside have all this food how's it possible yeah and she even does things like she'll even try to get her to let her go into town because she thinks well maybe she goes in maybe she goes somewhere and gets stuff you mm-hmm. know and then uh but yeah yeah and i get that impression too. i mean I get the impression they don't ever say it but i think the mom must be sick or something like there's something going on with the mom mm-hmm. so i get the impression that she's had to raise the brother and She's been kind of the person that's taking care of everything yeah. leading up to this point. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, it's a and and then it's sort of this never-ending series of they eat, and then late at night, sh- uh, Gretel dreams yeah. about something, and there's a series of just dreams, but I guess they're real. I didn't ever really get the what yeah. Was that going. was that was interesting. I did like I I do think that. I got the impression that most of them were actually supposed to be real because it even gets to the point where the narr- and the narration I will admit is the one thing I didn't really care for in this mm-hmm. movie. But I think the reason it's there is because I think I don't know if it was studio interference, but I do think there was something like, well, I don't know if people will know exactly what's going on if we don't use it, you know. But she supposedly has this sort of vision that they yeah. talk about. Yeah. They, and and they could it could just be things that she knows 
are happening and that she's actually she's there to witness it but yeah. she's not actually there there yeah, yeah, yeah. and um but uh the the whole movie sort of starts off with this story about this this uh, little girl whose father brought her to a witch uh-huh. and the witch saved her because she had some disease but also left her with a power yeah and and uh and so she it soon became known that she had this power people were coming to her and asking what their futures were but apparently all the futures were bad yeah and uh and then in the scene that i think is both funny and hilarious i mean funny and horrifying <laughs> yeah. uh she's this little girl starts killing everybody including her dad and her dad's like a smith a stone uh, like a like a, like a blacksmith he's a blacksmith or whatever and he pulls up this this hot poker thing and opens his mouth and starts putting the, about to yeah. put the hot poker in his yeah mouth. that was actually a moment where i'm like oh i'm kind of glad this is pg-13 yeah no <laughs> kidding i don't want to see the outcome of that oh my god well they give it to us twice <laughs> yeah. and cut it off just before <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she, it's she's considered a, a a big danger, and then we're sort of led to believe that she grows up to be this witch. Yeah, uh, that's in in the yeah. in the middle of the woods. That's what we're led to believe this whole time until we have a big whammy ending uh, where she explains, "Oh, I'm her mom." Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I actually thought there was one moment. Maybe it was the moment where I first realized that some of her dreams were true. I thought that maybe Sophia Lillis was going to end up like somehow being that person. You know, like I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I thought there was going to be some twist with her because clearly, like you said, she's got some kind of power, mm-hmm. and then to the point where Alice Creed even starts grooming her. Yeah. Um. Um, um, to help her, which ends up being her her undoing. Oh yeah, uh, this is. I mean, you know. So yeah, she starts learning the force. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, it does kind of feel like Dagobah. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's. I mean, she goes out and she's like, "Oh, look at this! I can move trees with my mind." And yeah. and uh, there's a whole scene where they're at a dinner table and she makes this staff, uh, yeah. you know, stand upright and. Um, just stuff like that, you and that, know, and that's where I believe that's where the story starts deterring a little bit from the source material because I don't believe that's something that happens in Hansel. No, and Gretel. the yeah. Hansel and Gretel is very basic yeah. as I remember it. It's the two kids are sent out uh, into the woods. They find the witch's house. It's a it's like a gingerbread house yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it could be like a lot of versions of this too. But they go in. The witch has a whole bunch of stuff yeah. for them and. She, but then they find out quickly that she wants to eat them. Yeah. But then they end up throwing her in the oven. Yeah, they the trick of- her somehow or something. Like yeah. it, it's been a long time. Yeah. So that's where that's where this start. That, I mean, you kind of get that up to a certain point. Maybe the first forty five minutes. You know, you get like she's having them for dinner and they're you know they're staying there and stuff. And then once they start thinking weird stuff's happening, or Gretel does, Hansel thinks it's perfectly fine because he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it starts going off in this other direction because mm-hmm. I and I don't even know like I don't even know if it matters, but uh, Alice Creed, who's actually credited as Holda, is her name okay. in the movie. Apparently, I don't know if she was originally going to kill both of them, and then she just discovered that Gretel was something yeah. she could very possible work with. Yeah, I, I couldn't really figure that part out. I don't know that it matters. Yeah, but, it uh, doesn't because no. uh, and then and Gretel obviously during her. One of her dream sequences, she witnesses the, uh, I guess it's the younger version. It is. And I mean, I even got at one point, like, that might be her and that she was just kind of 
the old lady was she thought was more presentable. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting, but yeah, Jessica DeGal, who's been in a bunch of TV shows. Well, and, stuff, and she even says that at the yeah, the older yeah, yeah. Holda says, "I I make this appearance to yeah, look." Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So um, and uh, and so yeah, she she witnesses this uh, ritual that she has where she opens up this uh, she opens up this pail of some sort, and you can hear children screaming down. Yeah, there. and once again, also like the turning. That almost looked like she was in an empty pool. I just want to Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this is in like twenty twenty horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I and this is a you know, it's possible too that if I watch this again with the knowledge that I have yeah. now, that I'll pick up on some things and and think it's a better movie because yeah. because for a while there all you're doing is like, what's going on? What's yeah, yeah. the deal? And and uh, the the probably uh, one of the best like reveals of this movie is this young Holda pulling uh, children's parts out of this pale thing, yeah. and making the food that they've been eating. Yeah, that was, was disturbing and cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so yeah, she knows that, and and uh, she knows she knows the whole thing. Now she's uh, has to play dumb that she doesn't know all yeah. this is going on. Now it is weird too. I guess it's also a possibility because of her powers that she has, Sophia Lillis. Yeah, uh, that she's able to keep this away from a, a woman who also can read minds and tell the future yeah. and all that. I don't know how that happens. I don't either. And it could also you could also read it that maybe even she knows, but just that it doesn't bother her. Yeah. She, and then, but I also thought it was interesting. And I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I felt like after that scene when we would have Sophia Lillis's view of like the food and stuff, all of a sudden it didn't look as good. Like yeah. it looked older. And, right. Yeah. And I mean, I assume that was intentional. That was my take. No, I, I yeah. totally agree with that because and, yeah, it's, yeah. If, if you don't know what it look what it is, it yeah. looks like the best food in the world, yeah. especially if you're hungry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, as, she, as it goes along, yeah, it looks worse and worse as it gets. Yeah. Along. It was really, really, really interesting choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, but I, but I do, I do get your point, and 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 I know this is kind of what the pretty Ling that lives in the house suffered from. I think he did a better job with it in um, Black Coat's Daughter, but I do think Osgood, I do think Perkins is. Um, I I don't know if he's as good. Of, I think he's a better visual storyteller than he is like a narrative storyteller, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, film's a visual medium, um, but I do think that is part of what keeps this from getting even better in my mind like mm-hmm. going up t- closer to the a uh territory is that a lot of it when it's all over it's a lot of cool scenes a lot of cool visuals um i don't know that i i didn't get enough substance out of it i guess to 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 take it into that into that level yeah uh but there, i think there are just a couple of things that keep it from getting there and I don't know if I can pinpoint those exactly. And I know a lot of people are going to not like this movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm positive about that. It's it's unfortunate. I mean, and, and here I am. I'm giving it a C-. Minus and yeah. I'm, but I'm actually giving a lot of benefit of the doubt to it, even though I gave it that low rating. And who knows? I might be up in that Absolutely. B area at some point. Uh, because it's not terrible. There's, de- it's definitely not a no, terrible. No, movie. it's not. It's not underwater. It's just that it's yeah. It's just that uh, it's not. 
uh, like I said, it was it, the main thing for me was that it wasn't grabbing me. It wasn't drawing me in with mm-hmm. certain things. I think Sophia Lillis is great and carries this movie pretty well. Oh yeah. Um, but there's not anything that I can really sort of latch onto, and uh, and that's the unfortunate thing about movies like this. It's hard to be impressed on one viewing and then you know then after that one viewing yeah. you're like i don't know if i want to watch this again and then the second viewing but you i mean you were impressed on the first viewing so you're completely yeah. different from where i'm at well and i saw i read where some people after i watched it and thought about it i read a couple of things and i read where some people were talking about it it reminded them of like mario bava and like uh like italian cinema mm-hmm. and even like the score and uh that's a i mean that's a that's a wheelhouse for me because I'm a big fan of a lot of those like older like uh, older Italian horror films and stuff like that Baba did and Dario Argento and Lucio Fulci and all those guys. So um, I I definitely could see that and I and I did love the score. The score is another thing I really liked, even though it's it's not it's kind of subtle. Um, it's not like over the top or anything, but mm-hmm. I thought it worked within the context of what was going on really well. And um, I mean, yeah, I mean, just from a technical standpoint, this movie just got me from the beginning. And then, um, I don't know, I really like, um, I've discovered over the last, like, I mean, although I wasn't a big fan of The Witch, this might sound weird, but I've discovered that, like, w- like stuff like witchcraft and, like, cults and things like that really do, they can grab my attention mm-hmm. um, if the story's told well enough. There's something about that that's just unsettling to me. Not that I really believe that's a thing, but, like, you can, you know, have all these powers and do all this stuff, but I don't know. I just find that very, very unsettling. So mm-hmm. I think that also helped uh, me, you know, uh, latch onto this a little better yeah i used to i I think for me uh, you you know you you start watching this and the whole thing the whole the whole time you're watching it you're like what's going on what's going on what's going on and so like so a lot of scenes just sort of fall off a cliff and you just you don't know what the hell that was about and it doesn't make any sense and then you get frustrated (laughs) and then by the time it tells you what's going on or that it finally gives you an idea of what's going on. Yeah. And then you go back and think about it. You're like, oh, okay. But then, like, all that unenjoyment you had yeah. for an hour, and then, like, it, it gives you this, oh, okay. Now the key to understanding this movie is right there at the end. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I don't know. It's unfair, I guess, for me to judge it too harshly after the first viewing but it, but it's also a weird movie because even though i liked it and overall i give it a it's a positive experience for me i feel like i need to see it again to even talk about it really it, it's a hard movie to discuss like you know less than 24 hours later mm-hmm. like because I, I don't feel like i'm selling it even though I, i'm telling you i like it but there's also there's just this i don't know it's just this type of horror movie it's kind of like i mean like ari oster's doing these kind of movies like mm-hmm. hereditary i think hereditary and midsummer are better than this but those are examples of maybe more popular ones over the past couple of years that people have really latched on to. Yeah. And then I think Eggers is definitely doing this kind of horror mm-hmm. with Lighthouse and The Witch. And I think maybe Osgood Perkins is for some is a little bit of a lighter version, although I'd probably take him over Eggers. But um, but I still think that's kind of the that if you want to get an idea of what this is like, that's the wheelhouse. I think that's the playground um, you know, we're in, and yeah. there's, and there's a lot of other movies like these that have come out too over the, you know, last 10 years or so. The, the, that's the, I guess that's a good, uh, comp Ari Aster is one of those, like, uh, e- even though both of those movies, uh, hereditary and midsummer, yeah. I didn't like the first time. 
And then the second time through, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I really like this. But also, first time through on those movies, I knew for a fact that I was going to probably like it more. Yeah. Uh, on the second that's always interesting but that does happen because they're because you know how well made they are um but this one i'm not sure but still i i mean it could be in that same league Mm -hmm. of those movies it's it, it it feels like a disservice because we are reviewing this movie this is why i'm this is why it's a struggle to yeah. review it. It it is it feels like a disservice that we come on here and we're like, here's here's our grade after yeah. one attempt at watching this movie, yeah. and now it's going to probably change, and we're going to ask what we're. I, I I think I can I can live with that. I guess. No, well, and especially I mean I think so with this one too. First, another another positive about this movie, it's like eighty seven minutes, which is definitely a yeah. positive. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. So it moves like it moves pretty quickly, even though it's a slow burn. Like it, you know, it, it moves pretty quickly, which is which is definitely a positive. I also don't think this is quite as complex, or I don't know that this has as much to it as those two Ari Aster, Aster movies. Mm-hmm. Is it Ari Aster? Or we just decided that. I don't. Know. I don't know. I've never heard his name pronounced. I don't think I have either. I'm assuming it's like Ari, like Ari Gold, and, and yeah, uh, and then, that's true. And then yeah. Aster is just Aster. Yeah. So, uh, so you're probably right, but uh, but. I, I don't know if this is quite as has as much to say as like Hereditary or Midsummer, and I def I don't even think this is quite as much to say as like The Black Coat's Daughter, which was his first movie, which I highly recommend you watch. I'm mm. really curious what you think about okay. that. Um, that's got a really cool cast too. That's like Lucy Boynton's in that, Kieran Shipka, mm-hmm. and uh, oh oh uh, Emma Roberts is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's, it's fascinating. Um, but it's kind of like this too, in that you know you don't really know where it's going. Um, and maybe, I mean, maybe that's just these types of movies. I mean, this is a weird comparison, but take something like Knives Out, where I mean, you don't know where that's going, but I don't know the. But it's still more straightforward. It's more, I guess, entertaining. There are things that purposely you can latch onto in those movies. Yeah. That's what I think that's the. It's fine not knowing where you're going. Yeah. But you have something to latch onto where you're like, that was a great scene, yeah. or that was a. You know that this this was a you know, there's something that you and I, I can't put it into words right now, but like in these movies where you don't know where anything where things are going, yeah. there are always scenes that you can latch on to, like hey that was funny or hey that was scary or yeah. or whatever. This movie is like what the fuck, what yeah. the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, and then finally it tells you here's what the fuck, yeah. and then you're like oh well, and I did just realize that was a terrible example because at least with something like Knives Out, you know that's a murder mystery, like mm-hmm. you know you you know where you're going to. Whereas something like this, you don't really know if it's a mystery, mm-hmm. you don't know if there's even going to be a twist. I mean, look at something like The Turning, mm-hmm. where it just end. I keep, keep keep bringing up that shitty movie, but yeah. but they're so close together, mm-hmm. you know, it's just fitting. And this movie does actually have an ending. It has an interesting ending. I think it actually has some interesting things to say. I mean, I I think there's definitely some parallels with the struggles that are going on in this society versus what we deal with today. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you could look at you know uh, you just just struggles with women. Um, I mean the you know the the lack of food and stuff obviously really isn't a thing now, but there is things that relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can definitely see stuff like that, but. Um, 
So there's that there's that kind of subtext to it. And but I don't think he's really trying to point out anything with that. But I just it's interesting. Yeah, and there's you know the usual fairy tale stuff of like of of children turning into adults and yeah. everything. I think there's even a point in here where she looks down in her bed, and we're supposed to believe that's her first period yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so there's there's that type of thing too going on where this is a journey into womanhood. The entire yeah. the entire uh, you know setup is that you know but anyway um i I think we got more out of this movie than i (laughs) was expecting maybe it is a b like i said i I hated it because after i watched it i was just like i really like this i have no idea what i'm going to talk about tomorrow though but i but i I even tried to like write stuff down and just it was just kind of like it i don't know it's just such a mood piece like it's very much just like i don't mean i guess some maybe some movies are just like experiences right they're not you know, because I, I mean, narratively, I think you could. Well, narratively, it's very simple, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could argue that maybe structurally, the story itself isn't told that well. But there's such a there's such a there's just such an amazing visual element to this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I could just watch without sound. Like I could just watch this movie for sure. Over there's and the, over. there's a scene in there where in the, they're in the woods and the the trees and and the sky yeah. and everything. Or, or, or it, it's something, it's something out of Tim Burton, but it's not as cartoony. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's just something wicked cool about it and everything. So. Yeah. And I, I don't really know. I mean, Perkins, obviously he's got the familial attachment with, you know, Anthony Perkins, but I mean, I don't know. And then he was also, um, uh, most people probably know him, if anything, um, he's in Legally Blonde. He plays, um, I don't remember the character's name, but he's kind of like, I guess you'd call him like the nerdy guy that mm-hmm. kind of becomes her friend he's at the law school with reese witherspoon yeah it's just been a while yeah but uh but he is in that movie he's one of the you know i guess he's a supporting character mm-hmm. but that's probably the thing most people would actually know him from mm-hmm. um but he's a really interesting filmmaker and i'm just i'm really curious he's he's uh and i was looking at some stuff he's doing he's adapting a really good novel by paul Tremblay that came out a few years ago called head full of ghosts mm-hmm. so it but he's not writing that one so i'm really curious what that's going to be like mm-hmm uh so i'm really excited i hope you know i hope i can't imagine this cost enough to where this would mess up his career in any way even if it doesn't make money Mm -hmm. uh but it but i like that at least this is getting his name out there maybe to more people that didn't know him because the past two movies one of them was a netflix movie one of them had barely a release at all Mm -hmm. um so if anything it did that at least i hope and uh i hope this is like aster and like eggers i hope this is a guy that you know we you know, gets more into the public consciousness so we can see more of his stuff. I think I'm officially turned around enough to think that this could be something that is much better in my eyes when I see it again. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch this again at some point. Um, all right. So there may not be very many people out there who saw this, but if you did, (laughs) uh, go to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on, uh, CinemaSins. We have, uh, uh, CinemaSins Twitter, music video since Twitter, uh, we're on uh, SoundCloud. We also have a Discord. If you want to get on Discord, you can go to the Reddit page and uh, see a link on the right side of the page, or you can go to Facebook and private message me, and I will give you a link there. Uh, where can people find you, John? Uh, I am on Twitter at Sam Loomis13, and you can hear me every week on the Behind the Sins podcast with Aaron Dicer and Danae Hughes. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for this mini pod. It's Chris Atkinson and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, 
and rent. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.